Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the Burgers and Fries podcast, your Bob's Burgers companion podcast. With you, as always, is Brian and Ryan, and we Hello. are having a lot of fun streaming. We're trying to stream right now. We're trying to stream. Internet's not cooperating. Been... So, if you're watching this, we're uh, we're live. If if you're catching us and we're not here, then stick around. It'll pop back up. Internet's not cooperating, but yeah, that's. I don't and know if you're not, if you're that. not on the internet then you are just listening to us as normal which is just fine too like i'm really happy to be podcasting tonight because a lot of things happened but they're not bob's burgers related so i don't know how much of that like i can actually talk about because we were always really good about we're trying to get better at it keeping we're not not always burgers related you know don't 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 assume we're we're good at that we're not that good at it we're trying to get better though i think i think we're okay Mm -hmm. right we're trying to get better for the most part I we have think. our moments, like yeah. before before the actual meat of the podcast happens, where mm-hmm. we're pretty off topic, uh, and then as the podcast gets going, if it relates to what we're watching, we're typically mm-hmm. uh, falling down one fifty. Yeah, it, it, it's it, there's other things. Are you still through your VPN? Nope, nope. I unplugged that when we podcast. Anyway, we're usually off topic before, sometimes during, but usually it does relate to what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, for, I, the, I mean, for the most part. But yeah, yeah, there's just there's a lot of things happening, and I want to talk about every single one of them, but. Cool. I don't think anybody cares. Well, I don't know what you're. I don't know what you want to talk about. If it's Mike McCarthy, I don't want to talk about it. No, I really don't want to talk about Mike McCarthy. Um, I just had a job interview today. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, well, we have to wait till after the podcast. Yeah, I guess not, so. that's, unless it's, unless it's for Bento Box. If you're going to be no. the porter at Bento Box. No, see, and that's the other thing I want to talk about. Is I looked at it because I saw it. I was like, ooh, porter at Bento Box, and I'm like, what is the porter? Because I know a porter's a beer, but I know they don't want mm-hmm. me to come in and be a beer all day because that'd yeah. just be weird. So I had to look it up, and basically, you're just you're cleaning up everything. Mm-hmm. It's like the best boy. Yeah. You're not really the best boy. Yeah. And girls can also be best boys. And it's not like, you know, maybe if I was out in California and looking for a job, sure, I'd go do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Not going to uproot and go. No, not, uproot, not, 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 not going to uproot to be the porter. No. You'd be, you'd be the gaffer. And then I'm wondering, like, since we had the writers on the show and, you know, Keisuke and Mario, right? Mm-hmm. Like, could I be like, hey, guys, I applied for this job. Could I use you as a reference? Like, would that, like, would you do that? I don't know. If, if let's like, say, like, you know, let's say they were looking for maybe a fun p- podcast personality, would you use those guys as references? Well, I would for that. Oh, they have okay. Experience. Okay, but not for Porter. Well, for, I mean, they don't have any experience of, like, a job. They, I mean, you'd be like, a, they'd be like personal references. They'd be sure. like the ability to, to talk about your character and talk about right. that. But they have no idea about your work experience, especially being a Porter. They don't know how well you are a Porter. How, they how, know tidy, how, much, how tidy they, you they are. They know how much you enjoy a good porter, but they don't know about <laughs> you being a porter. Yeah, that's all making me thirsty now. All right, so we're going to jump into Season 4, Episode 17. I love... So Equestrians. Yes, and, and I I think I like this episode a lot. We'll see what it is after we after we talk about it. Uh, and since we're doing this um, Twitch style, we aren't mm-hmm. going to actually watch the episode now. We both watched this one ahead of time, just because mm-hmm. I didn't want to sit and... Uh, it's really hard with Twitch and all that. We can't showing the the video no and, really I, don't, and I don't want it there's to, rules and I don't, against that and i don't want it to be like silent as we're watching it right because, we would have to mute it because we couldn't have the audio and then you'd just be watching or we'd have to have or we'd have to have headphones on yeah, yeah exactly that's what it weird. is you'd, you'd be watching us watch tv and i don't think I, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff on twitch but i don't think there's one where you're just watching people watching things oh that's that's, that's that used to be the irl station the irl for station. sure that's just whatever the hell you were doing in real life. Yeah, but you're but they're constantly narrating and like moving or, around. Yeah, and... they there are some channels on there where it's just people sitting on couches, doing huh. literally nothing, sleeping. They leave it on all night, and they're just that's that's what it was for. It that's was just, weird. Yeah, but we're on the talk show and podcast. We can't sit here and be the watch the watch show. No. So, but we're gonna do Equestronauts. I I I want to talk about this episode because I I really enjoy this episode, and I and I, I think I may have rated it too high originally, but we'll see as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this. It aired uh, April thirteenth, twenty fourteen. It was written by Dan Mintz. 
Uh, really? Uh, Tina Fame, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he wrote that. Uh, and directed by Tyree Dillahay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, an om- in an homage and a homage to the Bronies subculture, Tina attends her first Equestricon, a convention based on her favorite animated pony show, The Equestronauts. Mm-hmm. To her surprise, she finds that the show's fans are middle-aged men called Equesticles. When a powerful superfan tricks Tina out of her rare po- toy pony, it's up to Bob to go into cover to get it back. Mm-hmm. Finally, we get a good synopsis that has a great synopsis of what the episode is. And this episode is full of guest voices. It is full of uh, names and, and people who have been on the show uh, prior, uh, people who are new to the show. But, you know, like the four main, you know, questicles are all guest voices. Well, right. three of them are. One of them is just every man, David Herman. Yeah, he's really good at stuff. But he's all over the place, and we get that. Um, but, yeah, uh I'm not even going to ask if you've watched this episode or if you remember it, because you probably just watched it. Well, I just watched it, but I definitely remember this one, watching it. This is probably my third or fourth time watching this particular mm-hmm. episode, because it it's very weird, mm-hmm. and you remember a lot of it. And yeah. I remember going through the, sure. the whole main story. I remember just about everything, because yeah. it's, so, it's so bizarre. Like, they did a really good job of mm-hmm. making you kind of feel awkward and just weird, because a lot of it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're having a lot of fun watching the episode mm-hmm. and being a part of the episode. So, yeah. so uh, if you're looking at the screen, it does show uh, a ratings already on there. Those aren't our ratings. I just copy and pasted a template of things we've used before. Uh, but if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, we're going to pause here. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to insert some fun stuff. Why don't you go ahead and watch the episode uh, and then come on back. That's and the smart listen. thing to do it's, so you know what we're is. talking about. I mean, you could you could just not watch it either we could do i think we, i like to think we do a pretty good job of giving getting the, the the important parts of the episode so you don't have to watch it if you don't want to and you can still enjoy it so but anyway we're gonna pause here we'll come back uh and give you our thoughts on the equestronauts hey bob you going to EquestraCon? uh no chatty because that's a convention for little girls that like toy horses hey beg to differ bob it's for guys that like toy horses they're called equesticles equesticles yeah because they got testicles because they're men I'm really here, I'm really here. I'm, where am I? This isn't a community of my peers. Does anyone else think these girls all look like men? I think they are men. This is a kind of man. We discovered a new kind of man. Do you think they're dangerous? (laughs) No. Oh God, poor Tina. I know, right? Why do men have to ruin everything? I don't know, but we kind of do. What's with us? All the war. All of the war and this too. It is a good show, though. It is? Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, some episodes before the reboot. And we're back. We Thanks. are. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes, after after that uh, intro. After that, yeah, really long break. So I want to talk quick first. We're going to just go... I, I just want to get right into these. We did it last week. I'm going to do it again this week. We're going to talk about the, the, the gags. Yes. The meta jokes, the fun bits. Really good ones. Because uh, there was a couple things that I caught, and I really liked them, and I want to get your thoughts on them like tyrea so the first one was tyrea <laughs> but the sign at the door said explosive sale explosive sale which was which was great which is because it works both ways for explosive diarrhea but also tires do explode as well so yeah. it, it works both ways yeah so yeah. tyrea was the store next door mm-hmm. that already is going to give me high points for, for the very, yes. for the end and just with the, the explosive sale that mm-hmm. that, that kind of it kind of sold it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole the whole bit was funny, but then it, just to add that extra little mm. little bit there. Um, next was the the, the 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 exterminator. Yeah, was was, was spray, spray anything. And did you notice the text? It was just like say anything. The, the, the band. 
Oh, the band. It was like the band's oh, album cover. Oh. Say anything. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was after the movie. Well, it, I mean, the, the the title is after both, but yeah. uh, I'll show you real quick. Okay. Um, and show all our view, all of our viewers at home. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it right up to the camera. <laughs> oh, it's there. It's from their. It's from their. Uh, it's from their is a real boy album cover. Oh. They're like their famous album. Oh sure. See, same font. Oh yeah. Oh wow, totally. So not safe for work because that's a wood penis. But <laughs> there you go. I don't know where you're. That's the best way to look at it. Yes, that's the same font as for anything. I saw them like that's so cool. So huh. somebody on the art team the st- or somebody yeah, that a know, is a fan band. of of it. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool because that has alive with the glory of love and whoa yeah. and other good stuff. That was that was a good band. And I mean that's their that's their font on all their albums. So that's the one that's the one that they had it cuz here's their other the independent. Well, it was, it was the it was the color. Yeah, the color the, the color, color scheme. scheme was that. Mm-hmm. But it said say anything exterminators uh, instead mm-hmm. of saying say every, say anything as a real boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I just thought that was great. That that that, that was there cuz that, that's the first thing I saw was the was the font being different and looked like the the band. Yeah. Um, and then the one burger of the day was the life of the parsley burger, mm-hmm. which is just a play on life of the party. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Nothing fancy there, but it didn't have to be. Uh, a lot of burgers that he makes has a lot of parsley in them, so yeah, that's got to be one of his favorite spices. They're just easy to make. Oh, is that the mailman? Yeah, army line comes late too. I wow, was the, I'm just I just changed neighborhoods, and it's wow, that's late mail. It's quarter to seven. Our mail actually, we get two mails. Believe it or not, you get two. We get two. That's weird. We have like a male person that comes around two or three, yeah, and then he'll, I guess he'll come back and p- do the other stuff he missed, yeah, at like five or six, yeah. It's weird. So I'll go out and I'll go out and get the mail if I'm home, and then I'll come back and there's more mail. I'm like, where the hell did this mail come from? <laughs> Where'd it come from? See, that's the other thing. I was uh, uh, the people who used to live here got a lot of a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all these flyers and magazines, and I keep calling these companies like, stop sending me this garbage. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a, it's an uphill battle, and yeah. I'm glad that like I'm getting my fireplace cleaned out because it's really dirty, so I can just start burning mail. And Harry Potter it, which is which is really fun for me because I can like you know light things on fire, hey. and just use a, and use our fireplace. Just like you know? Vernon Vernon Dursley, and you can just yes. light all the mail on. That's fire. That's right, which is how you do it, and have a maniacal no laugh on, on it. Sundays, yeah. yeah, my favorite day of the week. It's my favorite day of the week. Give me a little pie. <laughs> all right, so um, let's talk back to this episode now. Let's yeah, talk about this episode. So the question or not, they, we, we start off right away with uh, they have a bond an episode. Of, they have a bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe. That's true. They do. I've heard that once before. Um, so the question or not is basically like My Little Pony meets Voltron. I yeah. I or think... like Power Rangers. Like what? Like what are they? Like what? You know, it, it means something. You know, where they morph into or put on armor and it call could, upon the power. I mean, Sailor Moon friendship. did that too, though. Is it? Oh, okay, great. So it's by the pony me Sailor Moon. Where then they, and then they get their armor on and they go run around and do whatever. Yeah. So the four, the four equestronauts, because there's only four of them. Right. Uh, and I mean, I think there's maybe five Sailor Moons and there's five Power Rangers, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a spoof on My Little Pony and just those sure. ensemble action shows. Sure. Those, so we had those Saban shows. We had Peggy Sus. Mm hmm. We had Chariot, which mm-hmm. Bob makes a hilarious Bob yeah. joke to. He's yeah, like, good. that's a funny name for a pony, because you're going to say, well, who's, who's, who's pulling the chariot? chariot? Oh, it's Chariot. And he's like, why am I trying to bring logic into this? Uh, and then there was Headhorn. Yes. And Minnie. And Minnie's special power is that, is she, that she's small. That yeah. she turns small. Smaller. Yeah. Uh, Headhorn gets, like, really cool armor. Pegasus gets really cool armor. Chariot mm-hmm. obviously gets really cool armor. And mm-hmm. Minnie just turns small. Mm-hmm. So they're watching this show. And while they're watching it, you know, t- well, it's just the kids that are the watching kids are watching it, it and and 
Louise says, uh, you know, do I want to be watching this? Nay, I don't. <laughs> so Jean says something, and I want to bring this up to you because this, yeah. this, this, there's two times, three times in this episode that that merges the real world that we live in and the Bob's Burgers world. Because in this episode alone, there's three. Okay. It, because the very first thing that Jean says was we could be watching re- reruns of Melrose Place. Yes. So we know that Melrose Place also takes it, place in this universe. Sure. You want me to do the other two now before we continue on? Is one of them Scotty Pippen? That's four then. Yes. One of them was not Scotty Pippen. <laughs> so there was Scotty Pippen. Yes. And John Hamm, the the gold, yes. the gold pony by John Hamm, yep. and yep. also one of the one of the equesticles that Bob hangs out with is Pony Danza, which would be a play on oh, Tony Danza. Danza. Oh yeah, okay. So we're I getting, got the pun, but I never. So we're made getting into this mm-hmm. thing where where it, they're starting to incorporate real. People, real things into this world. We've already had the established, like the deepening is the their version of Jaws. Sure. And we've we've established, uh, you know, the boys for now. You know, they're a band that's exclusively in the Bob's Burgers world. But now mm-hmm. we're getting crossover in sure. in mostly in TV and sports related things. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Danza was on TV and, and movies and sports and Scott Pippen in sports. But then John Hamm was in all the TV shows and then mm-hmm. Melrose Place. So. I don't. I don't. So, recall, so I don't recall any other times in this show where they've done that. Like banjo was was exclusive yeah, to this. They make up this. their own. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That's, their, that's their, their own worlds. Their own. Yeah. Actors that's, or famous people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just. Yeah. That that that's a good catch. So, I don't have any. I don't have anything to say about it because I, I never really thought about it before. But that's just more of them kind of bringing in our world, like you're saying, into theirs to. I mean, I, I under- enhance it. I under well, I understand that it makes for easy points of reference. Sure. Because when you when you think of a a gold pony owned by John Hamm, and in right. 2014, John Hamm was just. I mean, Mad Men was just about to end, so mm-hmm. he was still at like peak Don, number one peak Don guy. Draper. Yeah. Uh, peak, yeah, he's a peak Don Draper. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess that was popular. Uh, Pony da- Tony Danza is always in the media just because of. I mean, really, what for? What? Who's the boss? Yeah, is that really the only thing he was really famous for. No, he was also the trash picking, field goal field, kicking yeah, phenom but, from Philadelphia. But that was a that was a TV movie, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And he was in Angels in the Outfield. Yes, he was. But really, his he was—he used to be Mel Clark. He used to be Mel Clark. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie. It is. It's a good not movie. a good. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's such yeah. a—it's a good such kids a, yeah. movie. It has baseball in it. We. It has a lot know. of good names in it too. Matthew McConaughey, Adrian yep. Brody, yep. Danny Glover, Danny Glover, uh, JGL. Yep, Justin Gordon-Levitt when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. It was just a wee boy. Uh, the girl, the 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 the, 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 the one who plays her caretaker, she was in. You know, like Touched by an Angel, and you know she was in. Uh, oh, she, yeah. was in she was in the first Home Alone as the Pigeon Lady. Yes, the second second one, second one is Pigeon yeah. Lady. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember who that is. Margot Margo Martindale. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, character actress Margot Martindale, yeah. and, and I know that because of BoJack Horseman because she's in it all <laughs> the time. She, won, I think she's, I mean, I think she's an award-winning actress too. I think she I won think a so. Golden Globe or Emmy or, Emmys something. or something. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the. Really, these these the, the things that they're referencing, they're pop culture references, and they, that's fine. That's fine. Pop culture references yeah, are, are good, but I've never recalled in the Bob's Burgers show. And you know, anybody who's listening, you know, let me know if there is a reference that that I'm missing. Yeah, because I would love to be wrong on that, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it did kind of bother me a little bit, and it just it didn't bother me because I 
found it to be cheap humor. It bothered me because it it felt like it was a way, like it, it just it, it disconnected me from from the Bob's Burgers world. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Did you have a problem when Futurama or The Simpsons referenced? No, because they never they never pretended to be a different universe. I see. Okay. They were always just New York and a uh, thousand years from now. Okay. And Springfield. What about South? I mean, South Park. South Park never has pretended to be outside the universe, really. Okay. Again, they're, they're, well, I don't they think Bob Burgers has tried to pretend. It's just that's just the way that it happened. I don't think they're just like going, eh, we're not part of Bob's Burgers universe now. Now we're part of the real world. Like, it bothers me so when Simpsons bring, does bring it now. Scotty Pippen. Because Simpsons does it now, and they bring in, they don't bring in, like, Dustin Hoffman to be a different voice. They bring mm-hmm. in Lady Gaga to be Lady Gaga. And mm-hmm. that kind of bothers me a little bit because the Simpsons. You know, didn't the early Simpsons was always so good at bringing in your absolutely right, bringing in voice acting talent or actors, actresses come in to play somebody else. Now it seems mm-hmm. more and more they're bringing in those people just to play themselves. I feel is, kind of hypocritical. That, well, I feel at? kind of hypocritical because one of my favorite episodes of Simpsons is the softball episode, and that's where just everybody a bunch of plays themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, they had. I mean, that was. But that, I mean, the whole structure that of that episode totally was, was that. And there, and there were early Simpsons episodes where they did that, where this person plays this person, mm-hmm. right? But the later Simpsons episodes, that just feels that that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And but, they've done, yeah, they've gone back and forth between that. Uh, I know, I know, some newer Simpsons episodes they just bring in an actress and she plays a one-off character, and they don't even write it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, it didn't it didn't bother it didn't bother me to the point where it's it, it took away from the episode, but it was just kind of like, oh, Melrose Place is now in, in Bob's Burgers. Guess so. Oh, John Hamm is part of this world, you know. Oh, Tony Danza is part of this world. Scotty Pippen is part of this world, and that's that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine to do that. It just caught me off guard. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting okay. to have four to have real world references in explosion. one episode. Maybe it's just because there was four in one. Okay. If it was like maybe just sprinkled in sure. one here or there, that's a little different. But for me, for to start out with Melrose Place, because the first thing that I when I heard. Gene say that the first thing I thought was, oh, I guess Melrose Place is in this world, mm-hmm. and is that a little, you know, is that uh, coexisting in this in this parallel universe or whatever you want to call it? Um, breaking the fourth wall? No, it's not really no, breaking the fourth no, wall. You're right. Um, and that's fine. Something. And I mean, and I didn't think about it with po- with Pony Danza really until because I've seen this episode dozens of times, mm-hmm. and it, it never occurred to me about that. And then even the John Hamm mini gold horse. But just hearing Gene say Melrose Place was just kind of one. How does he know about Melrose Place? Mm-hmm. And two, what TV stations play in Melrose Place reruns? And three, I can't. You know, is you know how much of this universe is shared? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, it's I'm not against so, doing it. So it's an interesting thought. It just it came. You know, it came down on you like all at once. Well, and, it, it's and just, that was that was that that was the alarm. It's, yeah, it's just kind of funny given in the episode here where Tina's screaming non-canonical. Right. For, for, you know, a good 10 seconds right. based on... Non-canonical, non-canonical. That, yeah, that some of these things, like Melrose Place and all that, just to me, just like, is that non-canonical? Or is that just, <laughs> is it just a reference on the behalf of it being a reference for, for the for the viewer? I don't know. I think we're, I think we're getting too off track now. You think? Off topic. Not off topic because we're staying on your topic. You still are on Bob's Burgers. It's, no, it, it, it's good, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think either of us knows the answer to that question that you're raising. Okay. Says I. That's you're probably you're probably true. You're yeah. probably right we'll on have that. To get, we'll have to get you know this would be a great opportunity to write it down, and when we have somebody from the show come back on, we will talk to them Just about it. We and see how they feel. Well, about we, it. we'd need to have Dan on the show. He wrote it. That's true. We'd have to have we'd have to have Dan, Tina come Dan on Pitts. and 
So when you wrote this episode, yeah. what was your thought on adding four real world four references, real world references yeah. in one in one episode? Right. Where you just and and maybe that's just the maybe that's just the limit of 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 maybe that's just how Dan writes. That mm. could be very it could very well could be how he writes. And mm. you know, if we come across another episode that he's done and there are references like this, then it's fine. That's how he writes. That's great. That's mm. a, it's a good enough answer. Well, even if it's like it still worked in this episode. Huh? Yeah, yeah. None of none of it was out of place. It just to me it rose it raised the question. You know what what where does Bosberger's lie on the scale of relevance to our our world? Well, I mean, they live in New Jersey. Yeah, in a fake city so. in New Jersey, just like how, just like how like Family Guy. I mean, they live in a real city, like how Simpsons live in a fake city. They sure. Live in, they live in Springfield, Springfield USA. Yeah. I love a good picnic after completing a mission. And I love a good picnic after completing a picnic. Minnie! <laughs> so, Minnie's power is she's small? Yes, Dad, and it comes in extremely handy in many of their missions. Focus, damn it. I'm sorry, Tina, I'm trying. Dad, you have to be perfect. These people know everything there is to know about the Equestronaut multiverse. One slip-up, and it's over. Okay, so I'll just watch this a few more times, take notes. And all these. Okay. And read all of this. Uh, that's a lot. And when you brush your teeth tonight, use this chariot toothbrush. Seriously? We can't take any chances. Fine, I'll use it. So the mane is the bristles. Right, right, I got that. Well, you're doing it backwards. Oh, oh, right. Well, it has two manes. Oh, that's no, the tail. That's, yes. I got oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Springfield, USA. Right, exactly. So, anywho. Anyway, what about that Bronconius fella, huh? Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. So, Bronconius and his bronies, or I guess equesticles. I hate saying equesticles. It just... It bothers me, and I know it's funny, and it, it's—I don't have anything against it. That right, but I might just say bronies. Well, before you get that far, though, we, we have to build up to getting to the the con, because Bob comes up and says a lot of funny stuff about Chariot. We right? we, we said that because so. I, have to, I have to get my—I have new saddle for Chariot, and or Tina has to get a new saddle for Chariot. And he comes up and says, "Chariot, that's a weird name." Blah blah blah. But then everybody leaves. Like, oh, are you going to? It's like, of course we're, we're not going to miss this, right? Mm-hmm. Louise, Louise and Jean just want people watch, basically. Yeah. And then we have Bob, you know, saying, "Fine, well, I guess I'll just, you know, work." You know, he's wanted somebody to help work the restaurant, so maybe I'll just ask, you know, the imaginary employee that Jean made up. Well, yeah, Jean's like, I traded, I tra- traded shifts with Antonio. Yeah. But you got to watch out, Dad, because he thinks you killed his father. Yeah. And so he might be out for vengeance. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, like, that just kind of builds up to the family leaving to go to the con without him, because he's got a man in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because later, the following day, I guess, because he stays up all night doing the research. Right. Um, the timeline is really weird to me in this episode, because she, she comes back from the from the con. Well, they go, they go to the con. She gets she gets her horse stolen. Mm-hmm. That's where we run into Bronconius and yeah. the other three guys. Yeah. And that's when we really get a view of what's going on at the con. Yeah. Hold where... on though. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm, okay. We're not talking about that. Okay. I'm, I'm talking, I want to kind of just real quickly talk about the timing of the, the timeline in this episode. Okay. So she goes to the con. They leave the con. They hatch this plan to get Chariot back. Then he has to watch all this pony stuff, read all this pony stuff. And then he goes back to the con. Mm-hmm. Does this all take place? Is this so? Is this like just over a two day thing? Then like we don't know how overnight? long the con is. Some cons last four days. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was day one, so he took days two and three to memorize everything, mm-hmm. and then day four he went back to try and get the doll. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how we long don't know how long it is. No, it, we, we can assume that it's one day. Well, see, I don't want to assume it was one day though, because they they go to the con, they come back, they're they're doing the research on why chariots are rare. Mm-hmm. 
then they which is <laughs> which we'll talk about uh and then then he's at night he's sitting on the couch it looks like it's dark outside mm. and so that means it's at least nighttime okay and she's giving him all the stuff yes. to read all the stuff to yes. watch he gives her his her toothbrush which is really gross yes gives really her gross. her toothbrush to brush make sure you brush with the mane mm-hmm. and he's, he's like I, I got it and, you know mm-hmm. you hold it backwards you know so he has to at least brush his teeth before bed because she says before bed you gotta brush your teeth with this so we at least know it took place overnight mm. um and and i guess i've never been to a con like a questricon so i don't know why you would go back multiple days have you been to any cons besides the one the comic con that we went to in madison uh i mean i've been to like eight, i've been to like like anime conventions okay. i mean i've been to other ones that are not this comic con but again i usually sure. only go for you know one, one or two i mean we went we go for two days when we go to the, we had gone for two days prior when yeah. we go to the, the comic cons yeah uh usually that's because we take one day to <clears throat> to like walk around to walk around just and see things in the second day is going to the panels and stuff right um but yeah otherwise i don't know i don't so yeah we'll, we'll just assume it's two days we'll sure. assume that it's like a friday to a saturday but the reason i bring that up the whole reason i brought this up is because when they go back the whole family's there so they literally shut down the restaurant to get this pony back right yeah which do. is which is really weird we've, ne- we've never seen the whole restaurant closed like that yeah we have no because of a oh Something like this. Yeah, it, it never for a whole day thing. Like, sure. they closed it, like, to go on the cruise when they only thought they were going to be gone for an hour mm-hmm. or two, and it was already the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, the whole family just picked up and left, because this was a whole day event for mm-hmm. Bob. Like, he's got to get in. He's got to go deep. Yeah. So he's got to go deep undercover. He does. Right. So, so anyway. Which is crazy. The, the amount of things that he has to go through and read and, and watch and digest give it to bob for having an amazing memory yes and the the kids even made a a point about this like wow dad's really great at memorizing you know uses or pony 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 the question about stuff yeah Yeah. no it's he remembered it all he even got the trick question right he's like you know, because she goes, which which of the equestronauts would win in a battle? Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's a trick question because the equestronauts have a bond of friendship greater than any force in the universe, and they would never fight. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, and at that point, we knew. You know, yeah, like that was right. really cool. Give it to give it for Bob mm-hmm. for being able to have a a skill like that. I mean, I think you and I could pull that off too. Depending on what it is, I mean, if it's just off and I don't want to watch it, it's gonna be. I mean, I yes, we have great you, brains. You would do to, it to you would retain. Do it. Useless amounts. If you of had a daughter like Tina, yeah, even if the show sucked, sure. you would still remember it. That's sure. and that's what it is. Like even if the show was terrible, and he knows yes. it's terrible. Yes, he would. Yeah, he still. No, no, it. you're right. You're right. <coughs> that's definitely our our brains are definitely wired that way. Because how much useless, you know, Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Futurama, yeah, Sarah always yeah. makes a comment like, "How do you remember this shit, but not other things?" And it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know because this is enjoyable. But it's, and it's, your it's, birthday is not enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You can't, can't remember really everything. Sucks. If it's got to be a Simpsons quote from 20 years ago or your birthday, it's going to be the it's Simpsons good, quote. Yeah, it's going to win, hands down. No, she always gets the frustration. She's like, how do you remember this quote? I mean, even if I've only seen the episode twice or something. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Just remembering Just something stuff. that sticks. Like, I'll say something, you know, office quote or, mm-hmm. you know, we're going through Parks and Rec right now, so we're quoting that a lot. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to, to be in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the they get to the con, right? Let's go back. So which, they, so they get to the con. So we, we're on day one of the con. Day one of the con. Day it's one, just, Tina just, the con. Yes, no, without Bob. Tina and the family. Tina and the family without bob and she just walks in and is like oh boy i can't meet wait to meet everybody this isn't a community of my peers mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of middle-aged men running around being the equesticles and right? that's when we get and cut back to we, around the time we cut back to the restaurant right and teddy's like oh you're going you're going to the equesticon and mm-hmm. i was like i don't like this stuff so teddy goes it's a 
it's a pretty good you know it, it's it's you know yeah, i don't watch it and ted goes I, I don't watch it either i watch it a little bit it's it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good uh, it's, the episodes were good before the reboot which mm-hmm. also means that in this world there was a my little pony like how my little pony was in the 80s and 90s right. and then had a reboot mm-hmm. it sounds like question said the same thing mm-hmm. so but yeah teddy teddy's kind of, i think is teddy a secret a questicle I would say yes. You think so? I don't think maybe he's all the way to a questicle. He knows. But I'd say he's a fan. But he does know the theme song. That's true. Because he does sing it at the end. That's true. So he, he at least knows the theme song, which means he's watched it enough times to remember. Yeah. So maybe he is. It. Maybe he is. You know, pro- again, props to Teddy for n- not. I mean, he was ashamed a little bit because you know he's always there to kind of impress Bob. He wants to get on Bob's good side. So yeah. like Bob's like, "You're not. You don't yeah. like the ponies, do you?" He goes, "No, I don't." And then retracts it and goes, oh, "I guess I do." Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much comes back to say it you know it's it, it means more than this and it's not all you know it's not kids teen age it's gonna be a bunch of men is basically what, what it comes down to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, then they, and then so then so then bob and him do agree something like, why do men ruin everything mm-hmm. which is yeah which is very true <laughs> first wars and and all these other things you know yeah and then uh and then louise go back you know back at the con louise is like oh my god we, we discovered a new kind of man these, these are all grown men wearing horse costumes and then, and then her and gina's like well let's study them let's go to the food court yes let's go see how they eat like, which we do see how they eat speech, which is fantastic yes. by the way we do see how they eat which them. also made me remind me of a simpsons episode where bart's like why would you just feed us on a one long bowl you don't have to do so many dishes and, you know, and marge is like we're not getting a tr- you're talking about a trough we're not getting a trough yeah and that's what they bring out they go to the cafeteria all five of them sit at a table mm-hmm. and the guy brings out this long trough and they all just go down Dig in. And eat it's like so marge. funny oh my god and this is this is what i'm talking about that makes what i that i mentioned earlier that makes this episode so awkward to mm-hmm. the viewer because it's these grown men dressing up like horses and eating out of troughs and really getting into character it's like wow like mm-hmm. this cosplay like to yeah. the extreme it's it's role play it's like cosplay. It's, it's larping basically yeah. and i and like i am a pretty big nerd LARPing, I run, I run for those who know podcast. live yeah. action role play yeah exactly and so and for those of you who <clears> don't <throat> know what that is go watch the movie role models um and and or just go online and go to and youtube type yeah. in type in everquest lightning bolt Whoa. Oh, I'm going to show you that. If you haven't seen that one, no. oh my god. Okay, oh, wait. yes. Lightning, lightning bolt. bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah, you're right. You're Freeze. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's and that's the thing. Like, that's something. Like, I'm a pretty big nerd, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, we run our own podcast. Like, I, you know, we're yeah. going to stream and play video games. And, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about comic books. We go comic shopping together. Mm-hmm. We go to cons. I don't know. I think LARPing is where I draw the line. I think that's just, I think, I don't think that's anything that I want to do. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I think that's just that's just where my nerd line is drawn in the same sure. right there. Um, and actually, what's really funny is in season seven we will actually see a LARPing episode. Oh, in season seven. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you look forward to that. Yeah, we we'll look forward to that one a lot. It's an actual LARPing. No, because they'll they'll they always have fun with it. Well, that's a good. It's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so and Tina, then, so Tina then, gets there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and she's she she she's kind of sitting at she's looking at. Saddles, because the whole thing is she. The whole reason she wants to go there, she wants to get a saddle mm-hmm. for chariot, mm-hmm. and she gets to this uh, this vendor. Yep, and there's a whole, bunch, all of, these a whole bunch of whole bunch of cool looking yeah. saddles, and yeah. she picks it up, and he goes, "They're hand hand sewn. Mm. They're ninety five dollars." And she goes, ninety five dollars? You could buy a real saddle for that," <laughs> which is probably true. It's pretty true. Yeah. Um. So then she kind of gets down, and you know, she's she's a little, little frustrated. She's like, I guess I'll never get a. I guess we won't get a saddle for you chariot and who should walk by at that time and peer over mm. tina's shoulder but bronconius and his gang we have uh bronconius who is voiced by 
Anyone? Anyone? Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, okay. We have uh, Sun Puddle, who I believe is... I should. I had, I had this pulled up. I should have left it up. Um, I believe he's... Uh... Let me look it up. Hang on. We'll get there. Slowly. Really yeah. slowly. Hold still, everyone. Don't... See, everybody Everybody that's listening already knows who voiced yeah. it. They're like, God, you guys suck so much. Do-do-do-do. So, Sun Puddle is Kurt Braunholder. Thank you. Came back. Paul F. Tompkins is Bronconius. Ron Funches is Horseplay. And David Herman is Pony, Pony Dan. Dan. I knew the, I knew the, the last two, Ron, mm-hmm. Ron and crew. Uh, but yeah, so they walk by and they hear Tina kind of sad. But they see what Tina's holding, which is a, you know, a, a, the, the chariot doll. And he goes, you know, why are you so sad? You know, what's with the long face? Um... And she goes, well, I, you know, I thought I'd be, have a lot more fun here, but I guess I don't fit in. I don't fit in with my, with my peers here because they're all, because I'm so poor and you're all men. <laughs> and you're all <laughs> and, and Bronconia says, you can barely tell. <laughs> no, she said, she said, I feel a little left out, you know, as I'm not a grown man. And yeah, you, yeah can, you, can barely, you can barely tell, which is really funny. And mean, but funny. Yes, but very funny. So she, so he befriend, befriends Tina for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, take, you know, takes her around a little bit and kind of shows her the con, gets mm-hmm. on her good side. And so then he goes, you know, I have this brand new chariot. Some I forget the doll that he says. He has this brand new chariot doll with like extra armor and all that. Uh, and I'm willing to trade you for your slightly worn, slightly used uh, chariot doll that you have. And he goes, yours is looking a little giddy yuck. Yeah. You know, so why don't you have this one? And so yeah. he, so she, you know, so Tina reluctantly, very reluctantly does this because she's had it since, she makes a joke. He goes, how long have you had that chariot doll for? And Tina goes, I've had it, I came out of the womb with it. And she goes, ha ha ha, just yeah, kidding, she, I got her, it for my fifth birthday. Her jokes are pretty funny. She has no delivery Mm-mm. and doesn't wait for them to land yeah. either. She just goes, huh, 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 I got it on my fifth birthday. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I got it on my fifth birthday. Like she, she, she. It seems like she's so nervous mm-hmm. that people won't think she's funny. She has to quick explain it because it was, it was just a joke. Yeah, that's not really what it was, you know. Because yeah, she, she, she's just very awkward, and and you can tell. And I think that's what I like about Tina. Yeah. So she reluctantly makes the trade, and as they're walking away, the family is walking by, mm-hmm. and Louise overhears. Bronco is just Bron- boasting out loud like a. Like an old-timey TV villain. Yes. You know, uh, monologuing. And all him, I had to do know. was swindle yeah. little Miss Tina yeah. out of out of the, out of of the this chariot doll. Mm-hmm. And now so... the rarest chariot doll of all time is mine! Mm-hmm. Say, Tina, have you ever thought about uh, selling that pony? Oh, no. Why, Bronconius? Oh, just Broncurious. So, you're the original owner? Yeah, but I hate to say I'm her owner. I prefer mother, caretaker, best friend, and role model. And she couldn't ask for a better role model. Look at all you've accomplished, Tina, with your bangs and your socks. Thank you. Oh, hey, oh my gosh, what's this? Why, it's the new Cosmic Twinkle Chariot doll. Gene, I don't even really need it. Want to just trade straight up? Yeah, I don't know. Tina, Tina, Tina. Face it, your chariot doll's looking a little giddy yuck. Me and the guys here think you deserve an upgrade. Right, guys? Right, guys? Yeah, For, yeah right. Sure. Yeah, I think that. Treat yourself. See, this is ugh, gross. But this, oh, so pretty. It is pretty. Everyone will envy you. Um, okay. Great! Well, gotta gallop. What? Oh. 
Guys, let's pick it up. Bye. Bye. Ha! The rarest chariot doll is mine! And all I had to do was swindle little Miss Tina Bopper. She had no idea what it was worth. Louise is like, Tina, did you just get swindled? And she goes, well, why would you, why do you she say that? maybe, why would you say that? She goes, I didn't say it. You know, yeah. he said it. Mm-hmm. So she, so this is, this is funny too, because they, they get, they, they talk about how, you know, she had one of the rarest chariot dolls and she goes, chariot was, chariot was special. She, she never told me. Mm-hmm. This is when they're back home doing the research. And uh, Jean goes, she was very humble. Yes. <laughs> it was funny. So Brian, yes. what was the rare defect on this super rare only six made ever chariot dolls. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, one of the funniest lines, uh, funniest jokes <laughs> yes. uh, in this in this mm-hmm. uh, uh, episode was it has a rare production defect. Only six of them had the yes. rare production defect, which is so weird yes. for a production line. Which is very. It's, well, we can talk about that in a second. Um, is that it has a camel toe? It has camel toes. It has camel. Oh no, a camel toe. Oh. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but to your production defects, I mean, how many? green lightsabered luke skywalkers were there out there well more than six yeah i'm just saying why okay. were there only six like that's a very small production line like Got they it. just they caught it early mm-hmm. i guess yeah but for those of you who don't know um putting on my nerd glasses here um star wars when the, when the original star wars came out in 1977 they released a lot of toys um and one of them was luke skywalker with a lightsaber and it was green even though his lightsaber in the movie was blue and so that was a real that became a real big collector's Edition big I mean, he, find um, for for the fans because it's so because of he, the rare. He eventually gets a green lightsaber, but he has to eventually, make it himself. Right, he has to he has to construct it himself. Mm-hmm. So you've constructed a new lightsaber. Yeah, oh, Star Wars is so awesome. That well, the that Star Wars that, is so that, awesome. Yeah, that trilogy was much better than anything else. Anyway, so yeah, so the so the camel toe was there, um, and so then this is where they hatched the plan to get Bob to go into cover. Mm-hmm. So now we've kind of come full circle. Bob is undercover. He's done the research. He's going to the con. Mm-hmm. And he meets up with three of them right away. He meets up with uh, Pony Danza and Horseplay and Sun Puddle. Yep. And then Bronconi. Well, they got everybody over. watching from like this... Uh... Like, a, like a catwalk, pretty much. Well, it's not a catwalk. It's just the second level. I suppose, yeah. Right? Yeah, they're not, they're not just like sneaking over to the catwalk. Yeah, no. They're, they're going up to the second level and they got, they got binoculars and they're talking to him on his phone. And like, it's them. They're over there. Dad, yeah, you, and this is, there's some, walk, funny, there are some funny. funny lines here too. Yeah. So like, yeah, one of them was the, um, you looked, so Louise, again, just being the little antagonist she is, she goes, you're tense. Loosen up. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah, I can see you tense up. Yeah, you're tense. I can see from up here. And they're like, you, you've been, what, what do they say? You've been found out and take your cyanide capsule. Your cyanide capsule. Abort, capsule. Mr. Take your cyanide capsule. That was Gene. That was And then really Gene funny. saying, Dad, you walk funny. Yeah. Yeah. You should work on that. Helping, Gene. Yeah, you should work on that. But yeah, so he meets That's up with the, with the with the with the Equesticles and starts to gain their trust because he you know, they he, he quips back, he goes, you know, nice nice Bucephala. So so Bob's character is multiple we'll just say this now, Bob's character is mm-hmm. Bob Cephala, which mm-hmm. is just a play on words of Bucephala, which mm-hmm. is apparently his favorite minor character. Apparently. And, you know, he he goes, Nice Bucephala costume that's you know 50 percent you and 50 percent the body filling it out and then mm-hmm. bob you know come again bob knowing all the stuff and he goes yeah well season five episode 12 called back and they want your costume back and that's how he earns their trust yeah by quipping and making a, making a comeback based specifically based on an episode that bob knew so they hang out for the rest of the day he earns their trust this is where we get to the trough mm-hmm. where they they decide to go get some food and they become best friends. But before they do that, we get an awesome, again, Brian likes to 
mention the montages that we have. Yes. We get a pretty sweet montage here with music. Yes, we do. Did you write down what they did during the montage? Oh, boy. Well, I know they ate out of the trough, mm -hmm. which made me really happy, and I laughed, and I forgot the rest of it. They also got face paint? Yes. They got their faces painted? Mm-hmm. And I think they... I forget the last thing they did. They did three things, but the two big ones were face painting and then eating the trough. out of the trough. I couldn't remember anything else because I was laughing too much at the trough mm -hmm. because uh, that filled me with yeah. so much glee. I want, I want that as a sticker or a collectible awesome. or something, right? Tina, if you're listening, we want a sticker of the trough. Actually, um, side side note, um, talking with, oh my god, Instagram, why do you suck so much? Talking with, I can't think of her name. You keep talking. Okay. You say things now. Sure. While well, you're looking that up, so so Bob's oh, getting ink, ink jacket. So she's making stickers too sometimes, okay. and just like, and she said that that would be something that she would make would be um, regular size Rudy oh, nice. and beanbag. Oh, nice. Yeah. Old beanbag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that, she said that could be the next matchup. Cool. And I'm like, oh my god. Because, yeah, I'm excited about that. I get like 12 of those. Stick them everywhere. Anyway, go ahead. So Bob gets undercover, gets pretty deep undercover. Uh, he, you know, he, this isn't a, a case where he forgets his, his own self. He's, mm -hmm. He still definitely stays true to who he is, but he's he's getting in pretty, pretty far. And he mm -hmm. starts to ask kind of questions about uh, like any rare. Did you acquire any rare, you know, equestronauts recently? And they talk about going to the after party. Mm -hmm. Or not the after party. They go to a party. So they're going to go to the party that, that, that's being held. Like a rave, essentially, is, is going to happen. And they tell Bob that he needs to primp and groom. I'll primp and do you, groom. Do you primp? Do you groom? You primp and groom? Uh, uh, yeah. I guess. I guess. I, so they all primp to, and... Totally. So they all primp and groom. And they are at the pony rave party, which is just rocking. Like mm -hmm. the, 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 the animation in this scene is phenomenal just the, the lights flashing everybody dancing having a great time mm -hmm. and then the great animation about when he's had a few too many drinks and how kind of stumbly he gets uh and then even into getting into the car to go to the after party at braconius's place where there's just again there's all these flashes and all this light and they're having a great time and he's wasted and he's you know while all that's happening and while he's having the time of his life tina's going through and he's like ah dad really committed i'm so glad and then she sees her her fiction Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm going to call it erotic fiction because we don't really know what it well, is. It's her fan fiction, which most of the time is erotic and zombies. Well, for her, it is yes. So she had a, a fiction, but she that's not that's not the requirement to make fan fiction. No, not, but for her, it is. <laughs> so he uh, so, so she's like, oh my gosh, he must have read this too. They're going to know he's not real. Mm. Which I don't know if that's so true, Tina. Because why wouldn't he have his own fan fiction? Like, if he is that true of a pony... No. But he doesn't know that it's do fan you fiction. Make, do you make your own fan fiction for the things that you No, like? but I'm not Tina. No, I know, but, like, why would you bring that up? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm saying he doesn't know. Like, it doesn't... It, He's it, trying to pass it off as... As, as cano true. As canonical. Yeah. yeah. And he, he doesn't know that it's not got it. canonical. Okay, I got it. Um, so that's 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 where her, her non... This is non-canon, and Bob mm -hmm. thinks it is. Mm -hmm. Dad, you need to call me back. Non-canonical. Mm -hmm. So that's where he kind of gives away. Like, it's not... It's not bad for him to have fan fiction, but he does try to pass it off as real, as real canon in, in mm -hmm. this in this show, and so that's when bronchitis, bronchitis, bronconius, bronconius. Thank you. <laughs> Bron Bron I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's where he uh, gets the idea that he's not a true equestrionaut. Like he's right. undercover for he's like, something. Wait, what? Yeah. 
I'm impressed with all the studying Dad did. He has a real mind for Questronauts trivia. The most useful skill in the world. I know, right? <gasps> How did this get in here? It's non-canonical. It's what? Are you trying to say nautical? Non-canonical, non-canonical. She's gone crazy. Let's put her down. Dad, call me as soon as you get this. You're in trouble. Non-canonical, non-canonical. But before that happens, right before that happens, we get well, to see... I was going to say, Tina's freaking out, trying yeah. to get everybody. She's like, Mom, we got to go back. And, and then Linda's like, oh, don't make me go back there. It smells bad. It smells bad, yeah. Which is so true of any kind of... Oh, you my God, to. yeah. Especially if it's going to be all middle-aged men in costumes. Yeah, just the, why, the amount why, of sweat. And... Why do they smell so bad? Uh, well, I don't think it's they. It's a, a select few will. And, and but, it just ruins everybody else. But then also, you know, just testosterone reeks yeah, yeah so you get that much that's very true you get that much testosterone in a room no matter how clean they are it is still going to that's true smell a little bit yeah you know it's like it's like a it's like a shower room like like, like in high school right like when you know you take as many showers as you want but it's still gonna reek in there it's still dank there's still the dankness in yeah. there so they so they go back but as they're going back bob is at the after party and he's looking at the rare Chair, the rare equestronauts that he has acquired. Mm-hmm. So he has the Scotty Pippin. Uh, what was it? So there's there the, the Headhorn Scotty Pippin Limited Edition. Which is the funniest one, and none of the other ones matter. There's the, the Golden Mini that was owned by John Hamm. And then there was obviously the Chariot with the mm-hmm. Camel Toe. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he has these, and this is where the episode kind of takes a weird turn. Yes. The reason he has these is because he thinks he's going to be forever young. If he this is where the I'm going to reiterate what you said because I agree with you entirely. This is where the episode takes a very weird turn. So like he this guy is not just a bully. He is super fucking weird. Yeah. So he basically has these because the ponies are eternally young. Mm-hmm. They don't age because again it's a cartoon. They don't age, and he wants to harness this power for him to be eternally young. He is 49. But he looks... Bob's like 39, 20. And the guy's like, 20. Yeah, 20. So he thinks he looks younger. <laughs> and he thinks by merging his mouth yeah. with these ponies, these rare... Which is basically kissing them. Yeah. He's saying, you know, merge mouths. And then... And like, no, he's, so he he's needs, kissing he's So kissing what he needs dolls. to do is he to merge the mouth, he's going to be able to harness mm-hmm. the power and take the youth from these, youth, these ageless ponies. Mm-hmm. So every time he merges mouths with these rare equestronauts he's getting younger he feels like he's getting younger he's like look around the eyes bob do my eyes look younger right i feel younger my body looks younger mm-hmm. and it, obviously none of this is happening right and it's just ex- extremely gross it's um very weird and i don't like again this is another part that makes you go wow this is really weird and uncomfortable and they do a great job at that because it's mm-hmm. very tough to show that kind of awkwardness in a cartoon mm-hmm. the office is very good at that but with yeah. the live action mm-hmm. the, you know with you can read people's faces a lot easier but doing that in just a, the, way a he, animation the way he setting, spoke and the way he did yes. it was just it was it was gross it, and it and was but they they, they portrayed that fantastically yeah. and this is where but this is where bob loses his cover because he talks about the fifth the fifth equestronaut named zombie horse mm-hmm. because he's like you know the horses never die mm-hmm Braconia says that these equestrians will never die. And he goes, well, except, and so Bob goes, well, except for that zombie horse, he died and came back to life. Yeah. And so then that's when his cover was blown. Mm-hmm. And so then we get to the end of the episode where he needs to get the official equestrian tattoo. Tattoo. The tattoo. Yes. Which is annoying. And mm-hmm. Bob brings it up. He goes, God, I wish you would say tattoo, tattoo correctly. Yeah. He goes, what do I say? Because he said it like six or seven times in one sentence, yeah. which is crazy. 
So he's in the middle of getting a tattoo, and the kids are outside. They're like, don't give my dad a tattoo. And Louise is like, no, give him a tattoo. Give him a tattoo. Do it. Yeah. She. Again, this goes back to why I like Louise so much, is that mm-hmm. she's just, you know, anything for chaos, yeah. right? Uh, so they break in, and Tina's like, you know, this is not what the question nuts are about. This is, we're about friendship, we're about doing what's right, and Bronconius mm-hmm. is has poisoned you all and that's this is not you know they would you should be ashamed of yourselves Mm -hmm. so tina gives a really good speech and basically saves bob from getting whatever this ridiculous tattoo was going to be uh like him riding like the butt of a pony that said bob on it Mm -hmm. uh but he does get a little tattoo he does get he does get a little little stamp on the back there and it looks like his nose and a mustache yes i love that it looks like that yes Um, because it was supposed to draw bob's face on a horse's butt yeah is what it's supposed to look like that's how much they got done (laughs) And now, going uh, uh, throughout From the rest on, of the series... You'll notice it's there. It's there. If he ever takes off his shirt and you get a view of his backside, that's what yep. you see. And this is the episode that, it, that it's from. And I love mm-hmm. that because most other shows would just write it off and not put that back in. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, it's just a thing. We don't have to worry about it. Right? It was just yeah. there for a joke. Or just never take off his shirt again and forget about it. No, it's, it's, that's, it's so good that it's there and that it'll yep. be there. It's there all the time. So, listeners, at home wherever in in radio land i guess um watch out now for the remainder of the bob's burgers episodes after season four episode 17 Mm -hmm. if bob ever takes off his shirt you see his tattoo on the back you do that's the episode that it's from so this is a very big moment for bob's Mm -hmm. burgers is this episode for many reasons Number yeah. one, we learned that Scottie Pippen is real in the universe, and he then is. we praise, also praise and then we also. Oh, I'm a big okay, I'm but, a it's, big but it's but it's Pippen on the Bulls event. That means right, that it, right. if it's if it can't just be him, that means whatever team he was, if this is you know, it was post, definitely Bulls colors. You know what it is, but I'm saying if this was like post Jordan Bulls mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or you know during Jordan Bulls, you know like, uh, that's which, when which yeah. other players yeah. are are in this universe? You know, I would say all of them now because this opens the door for all of the NBA horse, players. Horse, horse Grant, Horace. Oh. They missed an opportunity there, Horse Grant. Why? That should have been that should have been the collector one, but he's yeah. not as popular as a player as Scottie well, Pippen. But also, Scottie Pippen's just more fun to say. He is in in, in the context of what they were doing. It is more fun to say. Mm-hmm. But Horace Grant would have made the perfect equestrian crossover. Yes, Horace Grant. <laughs> Horace Grant is the name. Yes. Horace Grant would be the Steve Kerr. No, pretty, wait, that doesn't. Sound no, right. that doesn't work as very very well. Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper. Uh, yeah. Luke Wellington. Yeah. Anyway, Luke, Luke Wellington. Bill, it was Bill, Bill Wellington. Bill Wellington. Bill Wellington. And Luke Longley. Thank you. You're yeah. mixing up two. I am missing two centers. Together. Yeah. Although Luke spelled it with a C. Yes, Luke did spell it with a C. <laughs> um, this is a big. This is a big deal for me. If anybody couldn't tell, um, I was a big Bulls fan back in the '90s and knew all of the lineups and you know read numerous books and had collections of DVDs and rewatched. Bill Wellington had the world's the best beard though. Like he for, had a for a basketball player. For a basketball he had a player. Solid beard. He was he yeah. was sporting that, yeah. that dad beard. So yeah, I, you know, I laughed out loud and got really giddy when you know yeah. they made mention of one of my favorite basketball players, Scottie Pippen, on on Bob's Burgers. So oh, yeah, so Tina saves the day. It's the you know best of both worlds. It's yeah, the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the pony back, uh, and the episode I don't think could have ended any better. Mm-hmm. So they get back to the con that night. They get back from the con. Bob's gonna check in on Tina. Be like, hey, how are you and Chariot doing? Mm-hmm. And he notices that. Tina's putting Chariot under the bed mm-hmm. in a box. She goes, I guess I'm getting a little old to be playing with the horses. You were right. <laughs> and he goes, Tina, play with the horse. <laughs> well, no, Dad. I'm just a little Tina. Tina. <laughs> and then, you know, Linda hears how upset Bob's getting. Yeah. She goes, Tina, play with the horse, honey. Yeah. And you make it. Make it make jump. It, make it jump. I know this one doesn't jump because I had to read 1,200 pages of that question. That's crap. And so then after that, 
it goes right into the song the mm-hmm. the great mm-hmm. very well written theme song uh for the equestronauts yeah it was really good and that kind of ends the the episode mm-hmm. uh, overall uh one thing that we didn't mention that i do want to mention and i'll let you get to your stuff yeah uh when bob comes out in the bob cephala costume and to, to the family and he's getting ready to go linda for some reason is very turned on by bob being in a horse costume yes Yes, she is. And it's a little weird. It was a little bit. Um, and then I did notice at the end of the episode, and I haven't noticed this before. Again, I was I was catching some things in this episode. I don't know if my medication was working well or what. <laughs> but when Bob, when she gives Bob a hug after he gets the tattoo, her left leg popped up. Like, oh, Bobby, and uh-huh. the left leg popped up. And it was kind of like a, a really neat, like, passionate kind of a hug that you, you know, the, like, like, hug, like, oh, I'm glad you're safe, and this is really cool. And mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know if Linda does that a lot. Or, you know, not that I've but it was noticed, just, but, but it, it could have. But it was just kind of neat to see that kind of hug happen. Like, it wasn't just a standard hug. It was, I'm going to give you a hug and do the, 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 leg, the leg kick that, mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. becomes the cliche mm-hmm. everywhere. But it was just kind of cool to see that. Uh, but yeah, it was, but Linda was kind of turned on by, uh, by Bob being a horse. She really enjoyed it. Yep, um, she did. You can see my notes on the screen if you're, if you're watching. I don't, I don't have anything else. Um, the thing I wanted to mention, there's really just one. It's just a good little joke um, that Gene had. Um, when Bob got up um, from the tattoo table and everybody was kind of like, you know, separating and the, you know, the struggle was ending and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden you just hear Gene, put a shirt on! Because <laughs> yes. he was standing there without yep. a shirt. <laughs> Which is good. I like that a lot. Um, other than that, no. Uh, it's just, and then just wanted to reiterate what you said about mm-hmm. making Tina play with the doll. Which is great. It's like, no, no, Tina, you're playing with the doll. Your dad just went through all of this crap for you to play with the doll. You should be playing with the doll. So I thought that was funny. So that's gonna do it. I think for this for this episode, um, we can probably yeah, we're gonna pause here. Do we're some numbers. Do, we're gonna do some numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll we'll come back with our final with our final rating. Uh, so you guys stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Your we'll be right back. Bob, feast your eyes upon the rarest equestronauts ever produced. The Scotty Pippin Special Edition Headhorn. Estonian version Peggy Sis. Peggy Stroika. This thing brought down the wall. A gold-plated mini previously owned by John Hamm. And my greatest treasure of them all. The ultra-rare Camel Toe Chariot. Yes! Yes! Oh, God! That's a great collection you have there. Uh, can I take a look at the chariot one? Oh, this is more than just a mere collection, Bob. You see, the Equestronauts are eternally young. They have a power. And the rare ones, more power still. But I can harness that power and take youth from them. Do you know how old I am, Bob? I'm 49. But I look... 39 20. or 20. Yes. Yeah, or younger. Bob, my best buddy, you could join me. We could live forever. All you have to do is merge mouths like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I'm getting younger. I can feel it. Can you tell, Bob? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so we're ready for our numbers. Okay. Brian, you got two minutes on the timer? God, I don't know. All right. Well, if you don't know, it's yeah. fine. We'll get close. Oh, oh, there it is. You good? Yep, now I'm good. Sweet. All right, ready and go. go. All right, episode fun bits. We had the so Tyrea explosive sale, the spray anything exterminators, and life of the parsley burger. Mm-hmm. I'm giving that a nine. Uh, not only because of the Tyrea, how funny it was, <laughs> yes. and the spray anything, uh, but the attention to detail for the spray anything. Mm-hmm. The fact that I caught it and it was a band that I loved when I was mm-hmm. you know a little bit younger. 
Uh, and the music's still good now, but just everything kind of came together very nicely. If the burger was any more creative, it probably would have been a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving the phone bits an 8, and probably should have given it a 9, but it's too late for that now. I love Tyria. It made me laugh a lot. Uh, that, that was the main winner mm-hmm. for me right there. Yeah. Uh, story, I give an 8. Uh, it was a very good story. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the better stories we've had uh, for the season, um, and it, it flowed very nicely. There was not really any place to stop, and it was nice that the whole family was together for most of it. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave story an eight as well. Uh, I thought it was really great overall. Um, loved how we got to see the craziness that is the Equestronauts universe. Sure. Uh, humor, I gave a nine. Laughed a lot, a mm-hmm. lot more than I remember laughing mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. Uh, there weren't, there was not a lot of sustained laughter. There were definitely places where I was not laughing. Uh, but I give this a little bit higher humor though, too, in the sense that the kind of the gross humor and like the. The, the 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 mouth merging and stuff it's gross yeah. but it was still yeah. funny but it just yes. it, it hit me the yes. wrong way but it was supposed to mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't an, un, an unnecessary mm-hmm. uh squeamish uh i gave humor a nine uh, i thought it was fantastic i laughed a lot i love that we got to see uh, all of the craziness that happened mm-hmm. in this episode i i really really liked the kids ragging on bob mm-hmm. you know when he's yep. the equestronaut when they're yelling at him from the phone and yeah, it was great uh and then other gave a nine uh Again, the music was fantastic. We had a, gr- a good cast of voice actors in there, and it was just kind of nice to kind of get out and see more of, of the world mm-hmm. and expand on it. Mm-hmm. Now that we know that Melrose Place and uh, Scotty Pippen are in this world, it's great. I <laughs> uh, gave it a 10. Uh, overall, we got a great song. Oh, no, that's two minutes. That's right. That's it. You can you can finish up quick. Nope, that's not the rule. Okay. Anyway, so you can see 8.6 for myself, 8.5 for you, Mr. Mr. Brian. We got an 8.55 overall. So oh, that's, that's high. actually that's a high episode. Yeah, I again, I don't know if I have it up to date on here, but I think it's the highest episode of the season so far. That's the number two of the season. Number three. Two. It's three. It's right behind uh, Slumber Party and Fortnite. Okay. So that's good, though. It's, uh, it's a, it was a fun episode. Um, it is one of those that I do go back and consistently watch, and it makes sense if it's you know one of the top three episodes of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just I love that song, the the Equestronauts theme song. Uh, but yeah, that's... That's this episode. What do we got next? What's our next episode that they can listen to next week? Do you know? Uh, it's season three, episode eighteen. Oh, it's the Ambergris. Yeah, season the four, Ambergris. Yep. Yeah. Or as as I learned to say it from Futurama, Ambergris. Yes. Ambergris. Yep. From Roseanne Barr. That's right. She's <laughs> she's the great dictionary. Ugh. Roseanne Barr. That's a weird episode too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of weird episodes and TV shows, that one with the three hundred dollars and uh, tricky dick fun bills. I liked it though. And the the, the ambergris. Precious the ambergris. Made me want to drink coffee. <laughs> coffee, coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee. I don't know how Billy West did that so fast. He's, he's an expert. He's good. He's, he's, good, at, good. he's good at his job. He really is. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think so. Brian, where can they find us? Well, they can find us anywhere. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Burgers Fries Pod. You can find mm-hmm. us at the very Twitch that you're, that you're streaming. Burgers Fries on. Podcast. You can also find us um, at the uh, the Gmail, right? Mm-hmm. Burgers Fries Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So wherever you're listening to us right now, you can probably still find us there next week. Josh, I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash burgers and fries. Mm-hmm. So that's going to do it for us. We really appreciate everybody listening in, tuning in, tweeting in, posting in, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Any, any fan interaction is great. We, like, we like to wonderful. see it. Yeah, and I can't wait for Beanbag and and regular says Rudy, if, if, if that's really going to be happening mm-hmm. from at Ink Jacket on Instagram, I'm going to be very excited about that um, yeah. ever so much. So that'll be really, really exciting to see. 
Um, so that's going to do it for us. We are Burgers and Fries Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. Don't you tell me no lies. I'm burgers and fries.